0: from the cyber hub bunker in studio you're tuning in to the cyber hub podcast and now for your host and CISO, james azar happy thursday y'all and welcome to the show it's thursday november 9th 2023 we're live on youtube linkedin facebook twitter twitch and rumble good morning to everyone tuning in this morning thank you all for being with us we've got a packed packed Show today, so we're going to get into that here in just a moment. But before we do, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on your favorite podcast listening platform, and as a tradition, because that's what we do on the show. The show's a show of traditions. I've got my double espresso. Join me for a coffee cup cheers before we dig into the latest cybersecurity stories. Coffee cup cheers, y'all! How awesome are espressos in the morning? Probably some of the best. Now, here we go. We're going to get this show. Go in, by the way, go check out our Substack. Really exclusive content's going to be dropping here in the next few days. Um, some significant stuff there. So let's go ahead and do that while you're at it. JamesAzar.substack.com. We kick off with disruptions in chat GBT that's thrown a whole bunch of development in AI backwards. I mean, everything was blowing up yesterday. And apparently OpenAI is now confirming that they were experiencing a Dittus-like attack behind all the outages going as a prolific user of ai and i use ai a lot yesterday was not a good day for open ai it was not constant disruption things weren't working support was lackluster communication was challenging Um, And so they were dealing with periodic outages, according to a statement by the team over at OpenAI, due to abnormal traffic pattern reflective of a DDoS attack. So they're not saying it's a DDoS attack. They're saying it's reflective of it, but we can't confirm. They're continuing work to mitigate this issue. I started, I mean, I typically use, you know, the APIs and chat GPT features for for work. I, you know, check in around 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Everything was not working. Up until about in the afternoon, about three, four o'clock in the afternoon, was I able to get some of the work I was looking to get done done using generative AI so, and chat GBT. So, so that's significant um, in, in terms of disruption. And it kind of shows you where, where you know, the, these companies that are providing critical services, this requirement and, and the responsibility is so great, Right. And and when you're paying for a service and you're trying to use it for business, when this kind of stuff goes down, it's significant in terms of explaining it because it does set you back. It sets you back significantly. And it's not saying that people sat around twirling their thumbs. There were other stuff to do, but it, but it, but it is a significant setback. The Deras attack was claimed by the Russian group Anonymous Sudan. Ignore the Sudan name in Anonymous Sudan. Uh, it's the general biasness towards Israel. And against Palestine is what they said was the reason for this specific attack on Chat GPT. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love these like freedom fighters, um, and I say that in parentheses, who are like we're launching a DITUS attack to disrupt business because you're biased towards Israel. Um, Saw something great right on X uh, a few weeks ago where someone was challenging. People on the street to say tell me everything palestine has contributed to the world and to which they can answer then when they googled it they realized what it was and and shame on their faces um so there's that not all palestinians obviously but those who express support for khabaz are are deplorables at best um so the groups also confirmed that they're using the skynet botnet in these attacks which has been providing stressor services since october and added support for the ap- application layer attacks on layer 7, the layer 7 DDoS attack threat actors target the application level to overwhelm services with a massive volume of requests. So there's that. Their anonymous sedans also been uh, accused of impacting Microsoft. It's Outlook.com, OneDrive, and Azure portal in a layer 7 DDoS attack. And again, these attacks are getting significant. Um, you know, this is likely going to be attributed to Russia uh, rather than uh, anyone else? Um, the Russians have made their side of the story here a bit clear. This on Wednesday issued a warning for on uh, threat actors exploiting a service location protocol vulnerability that allows for denial of service attacks with a high application factor. Track the CVE 2023 20, 29 or 552. The CVSS score of 8.6. The flaw was disclosed in April when security researchers at BitSight and CureSec warned that it allows unauthenticated remote attackers to register arbitrary services using a spoofed UDP traffic to amplify the magnitude of a denial of service attack. In April, Bitside and CureSec did warn thousands of organizations that were using this. The researchers identified nearly 34,000 exploitable systems with SLP, noting that many of them are likely older, abandoned systems exposing owners to attacks. Multiple vectors, including VMware and NetApp, have confirmed impact from the bug, urging admins either the SLP protocol or ensure their instances are not internet accessible. A proof of concept for this was launched, and now on Wednesday was added to the known exploited vulnerabilities, meaning it is being used, and based on the binding Operation operational directive 2201, they've got 21 days to patch it. Sumo Logic for their end are asking customers that a potential security incident that was discovered on November 3rd involves unauthorized access to their AWS account, and as such, Please start replacing and rotating your credentials. This is specifically around the API access keys, but as a precaution, users should also use the Sumo Logic installed collector credentials, third-party credentials stored with Sumo, and user passwords for Sumo accounts. They said the investigation is ongoing and it will notify customers of any discover if they discover any sort of malicious access to any of the accounts. Sumo Logic was taken private after being acquired by private equity firm uh, Francisco Partners for $1.7 billion. They've laid off dozens of employees following the takeover. Um, so there's that. Organizations using a SysAid IT service management software are being warned about a zero-day vulnerability that has been exploited by affiliates of a notorious ransomware operators. The, C- the zero-day vulnerability cve 2023-47246 was apparently first observed by Microsoft's Threat Intelligence team, which rushed to notify notify SysAid about the vulnerability and the attacks. The vendor has determined that its SysAid on-premises software is impacted by the flaw, which has been described as a path traversal issue leading to arbitrary code execution. SysAid learned about the zero day on November 2nd and announced a release on versions 23.3.36, which should patch the vulnerability on November 8th. In addition to the patches the vendor also shared technical information on the observed attacks including indicators of compromise as well as recommendations on the steps that potentially impacted customers should take according to microsoft cve 2023 47246 has been exploited by threat actors and it's being tracked uh, as lace tempest so there's that as well you want to make sure you get that patched now we move to our axis of evil our next three stories originate in Russia, China, and Iran. We'll start off with the Russians. Threat hunters at Mandiant are shining a spotlight on a pair of previously undocumented OT attacks last October by Russia's sandworm that caused an unplanned power outage and coincided with math missile strikes on critical infrastructure across the Ukraine. These attacks spanned several months and culminated in two disruptive events, one on October 10th, another on the 12th, of last year, they leveraged what Mannion is describing as a novel technique for impacting ICS and OT. Mannion said it caught Sandworm executing code within an end of life MicroSCADA control system and issuing commands that impacted the victims' connected substations. MicroSCADA, which is a Hitachi energy product, is deployed in more than 10,000 substations, managing and monitoring power across multiple critical infrastructures such as power grids, process industries, hospitals, seaports, and data centers. The actors first used OT-level living-off-the-land techniques to likely trip up the victim's substation circuit breakers, causing an unplanned power outage that coincided with a mass missile strike on critical infrastructure across the Ukraine. Just two days after the attack, they conducted a second disruptive event by deploying a new variant of the caddy wiper to the victim's IT environment to cause additional damage and potentially remove forensic artifacts of the attack. The attack represents the latest evolution in Russia's cyber-physical attack capability Knowing a growing maturity of Russia's offensive OT arsenal that includes the ability to pinpoint novel OT threat vectors, develop new capabilities, and leverage different types of OTs infrastructure to execute attacks, the Sandworm hacking team caught several times carrying out espionage, influence, and malware attacks operations in support of Russia's main intelligence directorate appears to have developed the OT component of the attack in as little as two months. From the OT side of the attack, they deployed an ISO image file as a virtual CD ROM and a hypervisor that hosted the MicroSCADA supervisory control and data acquisition instance of the target substation environment. And this ISO contained files that executed the uh, Scalus.exe, a legitimate MicroSCADA utility that enabled the attackers to run arbitrary commands. They believe the threat actor had access to the SCADA system for as much as three months before they executed the attack. And this is Significant because this puts all the critical infrastructure on notice and it's not just power plants or water facilities at this point, you're talking um, 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 hospitals, data centers, and so much more. Then a second axis of evils, which is Chinese APT groups are now targeting dozens of Cambodian government organizations Two prominent Chinese government hacking groups are targeting at least 24 Cambodian government organizations through cloud backup services. This was first reported by the washington post on wednesday the report from palo alto unit 42 does not name the apt group but said the company's researchers assess with high confidence that these cambodian government entities were targeted and remained compromised by chinese apt actors the assessment is due to the malicious nature and ownership of the infrastructure combined with persistent connections over a period of several months with the washington post attributed to the activity to china's ministry of state security the researchers discovered the compromises by monitoring telemetry associated with the Chinese APT groups, finding inbound corrections originating from at least 24 Cambodian government organizations. A spokesperson for the Cambodian government didn't request, didn't respond for uh, a request for comments. The Cambodian government organizations were seen were communicating with infrastructure in September and October and affected national defense, election oversight, human rights, national treasury, finance, commerce, politics, natural resources, and telecom. The hackers disguised unusual amount of traffic that come from data exfiltration by masquerading as cloud storage services, and that's how they're getting away with it. Now, what's important here to take away from this specific attack is they're probably doing it in retail environments as well, targeting corporate espionage, and we're not noticing it because the more we switch to the cloud, the more we we, we lose track of our data. So what's really critical here is to actually look at the TTPs released by the Palo Alto, the links in the show notes, by the way, and you can find it in our sub stack. Um, and actually going in and investigating to see if there's anything unusual what they're doing to the cambodian government they're doing a lot of other people this was just the one that came out cambodia is also a significant part of china's belt and road initiative and they're going to host the controversial ream naval base one of china's first overseas military outposts. so china in order to really kind of understand what's happening within the cambodian government are spying on them they also do that to companies by the way and they do that to other governments you are not immune You're not immune to these types of attacks. You're not. The Muddy C2GO, a new C2 framework that Iranian hackers are using to target Israel, is called the Muddy C2GO. And it's part of the ongoing cyber warfare going on between Iran and Israel as Israel seeks to destroy the Hamas organization in the Gaza Strip. The cybersecurity firm said that the C2 framework may have been put to use by threat actors since at least early 2020 with attacks leveraging a phony C2, another custom C2 platform from Muddy Water that came to light in June of this year and has had its source code leaked. Typical attack sequences observed over the years have involved sending spear phishing emails, bearing malware, laced archives, or bogus links that lead to a deployment of a legitimate remote administration tool. Muddy Water's modus operandi has since received a facelift through using password protective archives to evade email security solutions and distributing an executable instead of a remote administration tool so all of that is there um the money c2go server in return sends a powershell script it runs every 10 seconds wait for further commands from the operator while the full extent are unknown it's expected to be a framework responsible for generating powershell payloads in order to conduct post exploitation activities um, uh keenan says that they recommend that powershell uh disabling powershell if you don't really need it um and this is coming from uh, deep instinct security researcher, Simon uh, Keenan, who shared these results. That's it for our show today. Tomorrow, Veterans Day to all of our veterans. Thank you. Thank you so much for all that you did for our country and continue to do for all of those serving in harm's way. We pray for your safe return home. Thank you all for tuning into the show. We'll be back Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern live. and we're going to add some interactiveness to the show as well with some Q&A questions and stuff like this um, as we uh, get into the uh, later parts of this year here. Um, So make sure you come ready to engage and interact. That's it for our show today. Again, have a great rest of your day all, and most importantly, stay cyber safe.